Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Mr. Hideki Garin. He's joining us from Prothena. He's the chief medical officer there, and he's joining us to talk about two presentations at the Alzheimer's Association International Conference, or AAIC, uh, Prothena's Next Generation Anti-Amyloid Beta Antibody, and the Dual Amyloid Beta Tau vaccine that's being developed for the prevention and treatment of Alzheimer's. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Hideki Garen. Thank you very much, Neil. Very happy to be here. Now, I did mention that you're Chief Medical Officer at Prothena. Give us a, a bit of your professional background and talk briefly about your role at Prothena. Yeah, so my background, I'm actually a neurologist by training, and for the last couple of decades, I've been working on developing treatments for multiple sclerosis and was fortunate enough to be able to help launch a new treatment for multiple sclerosis. And I joined Prothena about four months ago as a chief medical officer. Mm -hmm. And there or here, I'm uh, responsible for advancing the pipeline of candidates for neurodegenerative diseases and peripheral amyloid diseases, including the ones you mentioned, so including Alzheimer's disease as well as Parkinson's disease, AL amyloidosis or light chain amyloidosis, and GPR amyloidosis. Now, is Prothena involved exclusively in neurological diseases? So it's really twofold. We are involved in neurodegenerative diseases as well as these peripheral amyloid diseases. So our lead phase three program is in light chain amyloidosis, and we have a molecule called bertamamab, which is being tested there. And then we also have a, another molecule for ATTR amyloidosis, uh, which is actually partnered with Novo Nordisk. That's in phase two testing. And then the rest of the molecules are in neurodegenerative diseases uh, that we'll talk about now. Prothena's anti-amyloid beta antibody and the dual AB-tau as well? Yes. So those, those two represent two out of three of our programs in Alzheimer's disease. And those two were presented at the Alzheimer's Association International Conference in Denver last week. The anti-amyloid antibody uh, called PRXO12 is a high-potency next-generation antibody, which we've shown and was presented at the conference to be 11 times greater in affinity or 11 times greater in binding to A-beta than aducanumab. Now, aducanumab, as you might be aware, was recently approved by FDA as the first disease-modifying treatment for Alzheimer's disease, really a, a monumental time for Alzheimer's patients. We have PRX12, which is 11 times more uh, greater in binding than aducanumab. So why this is important is that we think that this can be given subcutaneously, in other words, under the skin to patients, as opposed to aducanumab, which is intravenous. And this will then allow for more convenient dosing for patients, essentially even at home, and so allowing more patients to access uh, this important treatment. This molecule, we expect uh, an IND or an application to the FDA uh, to be filed in Q1 of next year, 2022, and therefore we expect to start phase one studies with PRX12 uh, later next year. That was the first uh, presentation of AAIC. Uh, the second one was on this dual A-beta tau vaccine. A-beta and tau have been shown to be two important targets or Alzheimer's disease pathogenesis. And what's unique about this approach is that this is a single vaccine that can target both of these at the same time. So the data that was shown last week 
in animal models with a single vaccine, we show that we can generate antibodies with this one vaccine. And the antibodies are balanced. In other words, we see about the same amount of antibodies against A beta and the same amount of antibodies against tau. And so this is in animal testing at the moment, but we hope to get this into patients. And eventually we'd like to be able to give this vaccine both in treatment of Alzheimer's disease as well as potentially even in prevention of Alzheimer's disease. How does this uh, increased binding actually affect the cognitive uh, functions of these animals? So the increased binding, it, it really affects the way we can give the antibody. It really translates into the way we can give the antibody. We can give it subcutaneously so that we have a lower concentration that we, we can give to these animals. And so therefore, patient, in patients, we should be able to give subcutaneously with the same level of efficacy, or maybe even better efficacy because of the higher binding. That's what's important about this higher level of binding or affinity uh, to A-beta. So this, uh, this preclinical data is um, only in animals. How do you anticipate that it will, will it, um, you say it was a disease-modifying molecule, um, slowing uh, significantly the progression of the disease, stopping it, um, obviously, reversing it would be be ideal, but I'm sure that's not uh, that's not the case. So these molecules that we're developing are all disease modifying, and as you say, we want to slow down the disease and stop the disease. Mm-hmm. And so PRX12 and PRX oh, uh, sorry PRX12 and the A beta tau vaccine are in animal testing at the moment. We hope to get both of these quickly into patients as fast as possible, and therefore. PRX12, we are going to file the IND early next year to start clinical trials. There is a third molecule, which we haven't talked about yet, which is called PRX05, and that targets tau. Tau is the other target in Alzheimer's disease, and this is a a best-in-class anti-tau antibody that binds to the region of tau called the microtubule binding region. It's a region that's been shown to be important in Alzheimer's pathogenesis. And so this antibody, which is partnered with Bristol-Myers Squibb, has already started clinical trials. So we started phase one studies uh, just this past month in July. So we have our first subjects that have been dosed with this antibody. We've been researching it and um, trying to, to create treatments for Alzheimer's for, for quite some time uh, since, since the disease was first identified, and we still don't have a cure. What gives you the confidence that Prothena's approach can be successful when others have not been? Yeah, so I think the answer there is really twofold. For, first of all, Prothena has really taken the time to really make sure we target the right epitope. And what that means is that we go after the right disease-causing target, and then within that target, make sure we're going after the right region of that target. And so the excellence that Prasina brings is this real long heritage of scientific research and making sure that we have the right epitope targeted. And that's what led to these molecules, the PRX, all PRX5 and then the, all, uh, the dual vaccine. So we bring that expertise, we bring that knowledge uh, for these molecules. So the other thing that has happened is the external world. So of course, over many, many years, going even all the way back to the discovery of Alzheimer's disease in, in 1906 by Dr. Alzheimer, spent a great deal of research on understanding the biology of the disease, you know, what causes disease, 
So that's been going on for many, many years. And so we really have made great advancements, especially most recently in that area. So that's number one. The second thing that has happened is, is the clinical development pathway. So now we have a real good understanding of the various endpoints, what we measure in the clinical trials to really look for effect. So there's been a lot of progress in that. And finally, the third point is the regulatory pathway, meaning how we get to approval of the drug. And this has been demonstrated most recently by uh, the Biogen Aducanibab molecule where they achieved approval by a pathway through the FDA. And so that has now become much more clear. So both internally the expertise that Fatina brings as well as the external environment has really created this unique moment uh, which changes our way we think about developing treatments for Alzheimer's patients. Where can our listeners go online and get some more information about Prothena and these uh, potential Alzheimer's vaccines that you're developing and testing? Well, I would point them to two sources. One is, of course, our own uh, website, Prothena.com, and then the presentations at the AEIC in, in Denver most recently. Those are available as well. Well, Doctor, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio, presenting this information to us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Neil. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Hideki Garin, Chief Medical Officer at Prothena. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.